Hello, everybody. I'm Warren Smith coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'd like to welcome you to the Ministry Watch podcast. Regular listeners to this podcast have already heard the name Christina Darnell at the end of nearly every Ministry Watch podcast episode. Today, you get to meet the person behind the name. Christina is the managing editor at Ministry Watch and plays a vital role in our work. As managing editor, she's edited virtually every one of the more than 3,000 stories that we have published on the Ministry Watch website in the past three and a half years. I don't want to do too much of an introduction because I want to let Christina tell a bit of her story herself. So I'll simply say that when I took over as the president of Ministry Watch in the fall of 2019, she was one of my first calls. Because, as we'll explain in a minute, I knew Christina from our time together at World Magazine. She graciously said yes to my plea for help, and we've been working together here at Ministry Watch ever since. So with that, Christina, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. You know, whenever I was writing that little introduction, uh, I I kind of stumbled over that 3,000 stories uh, line. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe that in three and a half years, we've published that many stories. I, in fact, I did the math. It's been about 1,000 stories a year for the last three years and a little less than 1,000, but we've been at it for three and a half years, so I'm sort of rounding to 3,000. What I'd like to do... I, Christina, to get started is to talk about what you do for Ministry Watch, and then we'll circle back and talk a little bit about your background as well. I've already identified you as the managing editor. Uh, Say a few words about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Well, I do basically manage the stories that go on the website. So I get to edit the stories that our writers send in. We have a number of wonderful freelance writers. Um, Also keeping track of the stories that are out there about nonprofits that are going on about ministries. And then we either get to write those stories or we have a relationship with those organizations and we can run those stories ourselves. So I prep those stories, get them ready to go on the website um, along with pictures. And then I also get to put together the email blast that we have that goes out um, every weekday and is kind of our platform to get readers, our stories in front of our readers. Now, preparing a story for publication, uh, say more about that, because I know what you do. The first step, um, or one of the early steps, is just to simply edit the story. That, uh, you know, Ministry Watch kind of has a style and a way we do things. Um, you and I both learn that style to a certain extent from Mar- from Marvin Olasky at World Magazine. And, uh, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I, you know, really wanted to have you on the team is because I would say we can kind of talk in shorthand with each other, but but we don't even really have to talk about a lot of those things because we were both kind of raised on the same uh, editing and journalistic principles. But you do more than edit. You, so you, you do edit the stories and get bring them kind of into conformance with our style. Um, but you do more than that. You um, look for pictures. You do some fact-checking. You will often find some links. Say more about that part of the process. Well, we have so many stories on our website. And I mean, I don't know the percentage, but a lot of our stories are just building on top of other stories that we have run. So 
you know, what comes to Jerry Falwell Jr. or um, Hillsong or, you know, a lot of these big things. Well, we've been reporting on that for years and years and years. So it's just one step after another step after another step. So I'm able to go back because I do know most of the stories that we have run on the website and find those stories, link to them so that anyone who's interested in what we're running today is also able to find the stories that we've run in years past so they can get a fuller picture of what's been going on. Um, As far as pictures, I mean, I feel like pictures are kind of a gateway to get people to click on a story. It's kind of what makes it interesting or gives a human face to a story. So those are important. And so finding pictures that are good for us to use, that are legally available for us to use, you know, it's a process. So finding those and then getting permission and then having those posted on our website. Yeah. And and I want to just add a word about how important um, adding those links are. As you said, you know, some of these stories we've been reporting on for years, and uh, in some cases, we've got uh, dozens of stories on a particular topic. I mean, you might look at our, you know, at today's story, and it might be a four or 500 word story, but th- th- those are four or 500 of the maybe three or four or 5,000 words that we've written on this topic over the last few years. And those links really provide access to those stories that, that, um, in fact, I will uh, just a, a little factoid. We here at Ministry Watch get around 200 to 300,000 page views a month. But the average story usually only gets maybe 1,000 to 2,000 page views whenever we publish it. We'll have a few that will do much better than that. Um, but, uh, you know, on average, let's just say 2,000 page views. So how do you get, you know, how do you get to th- 250,000 page views from 1,000 pa- clicks on a story? The answer to that is, is that a lot of people that come to the Ministry Watch website are not just reading the stories that we post that day. They're they're going down the rabbit hole. They're clicking on those links that you add. They're, they're doing their own research. They're using the search engine. And so, so I, I, that's that. That sounds like sort of a mechanical, and a, you know, part of the process that's not super important. But I think it really is important towards creating a full picture. And I'm I'm really grateful that you do. You know, you've edited all the stories, so you know what's out there. You you know when you run across a sentence in a freelancer's story that hey, you know what we wrote about this two years ago. Let me put a link there, and that's just an invaluable resource for Ministry Watch for our readers, and I'm really grateful for your knowledge and expertise in that arena. Thank you. Well, you know, Christina, we've already mentioned World Magazine a couple of times, so let's back up a little bit and and talk about um, your history, and and let's begin with your history at World, because, um, and I may be wrong about this, is that where we first met? Was was you, or did you write for me at the the old Charlotte World when I had the local newspapers, or was it at World? I honestly don't remember now. No. So I uh, did not write for you at Charlotte World. However, we had a mutual acquaintance who connected me with you and we all went out to lunch. And this was before I had pursued my master's in journalism. And I remember meeting with you for lunch and you talking about journalism. I walked away from that lunch thinking I could never do that. It's like, I'll never be a journalist. And then fast forward a few years and I was getting my master's degree. And then you connected with me about World Journalism Institute. And that's how I got connected to World. And then turns out that 
I have been able to do this. Yeah, well, absolutely. You've been able to do it and do it in an impeccable way. Uh, for those that are not familiar with World Journalism Institute, World Journalism Institute was founded by uh, the former editor-in-chief of World Magazine, Marvin Olasky, who's a mentor of mine and, uh, uh, of course, a mentor of Christina's as well. And it basically is a boot camp for journalists. But it's it's really not quite a boot camp for journalists because it's it's not – I mean, it is about basic journalism principles, but it's really more a boot camp in Christian worldview journalism and in taking the basic skills that most people already have when they come to World Journalism Institute and layering on top of that an understanding of how uh, a biblical worldview can inform the craft and vocation of journalism. And, uh, you know, I I have um, been blessed by World Journalism Institute, um, not only because you are a graduate, and that made you a much more effective journalist for the kind of work that we do, but Kim um, Roberts, who is one of our writers as well, recently went through uh, World Journalism Institute, and and I think that that was uh, has been a tremendous asset for um, for her life and her work as well. And and we've used others over the years. I've certainly used others over the years at World and at at the Colson Center where I was before. So okay, so you went through the World Journalism Institute, and um, one of the things that World Journalism Institute does is kind of cherry picks some of the graduates out of the World Journalism Institute classes and gives them either an internship or in some cases a job. Is that how you ended up working for World? I did. So I got an internship with the radio program that they had at the time that's now their podcast, The World and Everything in It. So I interned with them and then became their first full-time hire, um, aside from obviously their co-hosts, which was Nick Eicher and then at the time, Joseph's Life. So I was able to work on their podcast for a number of years. And that's where I got to work with you as you were doing the listening in podcast. And so we actually did a number of assignments together where I got to do the recording as the field producer while you did the interviews. That's right. I had absolutely forgotten about that. Okay, so you were at World um, in that, that was a full-time role for you at World Magazine. And how long were you there? Oh, three or four years. Um, but that's when we started, my husband and I started having children. Yeah. So life happens. Uh, you get married, you have kids, uh, and you kind of had to phase out. And for a while, I think you were a full-time mom. Is that correct? No, from there, I started working part-time at the Charlotte Observer as a writer and then also as an editor. And that's when you reached out to me while I was doing that. Um, and asked if I had any margin in my life for, for writing or editing. That's right. I do remember that now because I think, uh, you know, the Charlotte Observer, which, of course, is the big daily newspaper here in Charlotte, uh, was going through a lot of transitions, a lot of downsizing. And I, uh, I'm i not sure if they were phasing out your job, but you were I think you were getting probably less time they were ending it. So it was really great for me. So, you know, tough luck for the Charlotte Observer, but uh, good, good for me. So given all of that context now, bring us up to speed. You are a wife, a mom. You've you've got four kids now, right? Right. Yes. I have four yeah. kids, eight and under, and we homeschool. Um, and then I'm also able to work part-time with Ministry Watch, and it's been the hugest blessing, and I I love it. 
Yeah. Well, and and I'm so glad to have you. I mean, it's just to have someone with your skills and your experience, uh, and uh, it's just it's just been great. In fact, I sometimes jokingly, and and I'm really not joking when I say this. I say that uh, the superpower of Ministry Watch, the way we are able to do so much with so little, is because we've got a lot of homeschool moms on our staff. And, and and that's not really true because we don't have a lot, but we've got you. Kim Roberts was a homeschool mom. Ann Stike, who does a lot of our reporting, is she's her kids are grown, but she's also um, has been a, you know, a stay-at-home mom over the years and has kind of been doing journalism uh, on the side. And, and we've been really blessed with her talents and skills as well. Jessica Ederalde, same deal. You know, she's a, a, a wife and a mother. And uh, so, you know, moms are our superpower here at Ministry Watch. And I just want to want to say that. So, all right. So let's back up even further. You mentioned that um, you got a, a master's degree in journalism. Um, talk a little bit about that. What what um, led you to that master's degree? Why did you want to do it? Uh, what were, What were your goals at that time? Well, I remember my mom pushing me to do journalism for my undergraduate degree. And I just totally waved her off. I got a business degree, which was good for me. Um, I got that at Liberty and then got into a business job and it just wasn't for me. Um, I knew I wanted something different and I wanted a creative outlet. And that's where I decided I had to go back to school for journalism because that's what I really wanted to do. Um, I don't think I totally knew exactly what it entailed at the time, but that's probably good. Um, I got the degree at Regent. I got the experience I needed. Um, Even as an introvert, that's where I got pushed out of my comfort zone so much. Um, And it was fantastic. And now I look at everything I've been able to do while being a mom and a homeschool mom and I, I couldn't be more thankful. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, going back even further, as we kind of bring uh, things to a close here, Christina, uh, you know, tell me tell me about your background. Were you raised in a Christian home? Um, you know, when did you become a Christian? Uh, give me some of those, uh, you know, those those classic evangelical bona fides there. <laughs> uh, okay, I did grow up in a Christian home. Really wonderful, engaged, present parents, but I was thought to have been saved at four years old, baptized at seven. Um, But it's an interesting story because it's really later in life. And it was even at World kind of being, um, interacting with Susan and Marvin Alasky and just hearing the gospel in a a different way, a really clear way that um, that's really when I can pinpoint that I was broken over my sin and repented and experiences brokenness over what Christ had done for me. And so even though my parents are still convinced that I was saved at four years old, (laughs) I can tell you (laughs) that it was really as an adult, um, even after I, I totally had been convinced that I was, um, that I know that I know that I know that Christ had saved me. So it's an interesting story. Um, but one I'm really grateful for. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's the one of the beautiful things about the body of Christ is that we're, you know, we're all we're all the same. We're all sinners saved by grace, and yet we're all different that God deals with us individually each in our own way. And so, uh, 
you know, I just think your story's beautiful. I think all stories like this are beautiful. So, yeah. Well, Christine, uh, you know, I don't want to um, take up too much of your time, uh, but I, you know, wanted to give our listeners uh, just an opportunity to get to know you a little bit because you are such a vital, integral part of what we do here at Ministry Watch. People hear your name every week. They, you know, you don't do a lot of original writing for the website anymore. You've got some bylines on the site for sure, but um, they were mostly early <laughs> in your tenure with us, and the most mostly mostly now it's uh, you got all you can do to you know to edit other people's uh, work and keep the trains running on time, uh, for which I am, like, super grateful. So my, my point is people who see your name a lot, but, you know, don't really know you or hear your voice, and so I'm really grateful. Thank you so much for being on the, on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to work with Christina Darnell and um, some of the others. You might remember a couple of weeks ago, we had Natasha Smith on uh, this little extra episode. And over the course of the next couple of months, we're going to try to introduce you to other members uh, of the world team. Uh, It's just a real pleasure for me to work with them. It's one of the um, great parts about, um, you know, my job here at Ministry Watch. The producers for today's program are Rich Rosal and Jeff McIntosh. We get database, editorial, and technical support from Stephen DeBerry, Emily Kern, Kim Roberts, and Casey Suddeth. I'm Warren Smith coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I should have mentioned that Christina also lives here in Charlotte or nearby, right up in Mooresville, North Carolina, which is a northern suburb of Charlotte. But you've been listening to the Ministry Watch Extra podcast today. Until next time. May God bless you.